0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Church at the Bridge. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly sermon podcast. In this week's message, Pastor Annette closes out our current series, Flying High, with a message titled, 2020 Vision. We hope you guys enjoy the word today. I don't know about you, but it's September 1st, right? Something about September makes you want to just get back in the mode of like, I got to get back things in order, yeah? Anybody else like me? Like, you know, like well, this summer I really didn't have much of a summer vacation. I think I went to the beach one time. I think we, one time we went, one time. I didn't really, I was selling my house and buying a new house and doing all that good stuff. So that was just took up all our time. But usually in September I start thinking and envisioning what God has for me and, and things like that. So before you know, I get into that, I'm going to recap some of the things that Pastor Jose was speaking about, about Nehemiah. And I thought that that was a great segue to what's going to go on now in September and beyond. Because Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, um, is all a book about vision, right? And Nehemiah came to, to realize that he was meant for something more. And I hope that you, through this whole series, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, that you understand and that you realize that you're meant for something more. Like Nehemiah, there's something specific. This is just me recapping some of the things that Pastor Jose spoke about. There is something specific that God has created you for. There's a specific purpose for your life, but to discover what God has for you, you must get a hold of his vision for your life. So week one, just to give you a recap, he he said, you are a solution waiting to happen. Come on, amen. You got to believe that about yourself. You are a solution. I don't care how old, how young, you are a solution waiting to happen. Week two was you are positioned for life. If you have the greater one on the inside of you, then let me tell you, you are positioned, okay? You have a position, right? Week three, when you have a vision from God, you'll have to face opposition. Nobody wants to face opposition. We all want it to be peaches and cream. But I want to tell you right now, especially as the people of God, opposition will come. They were trying to stop you. And it could be from the people that you love the most, right? Right near you, right? There's opposition can come anyway. Week four was when there's unity, there's always victory. Amen, right? We see that right now in the world that's all divided and all against each other. When there's division, there's all types of evil and strife. But when there's unity, there's victory, okay? Week five was God's vision for your life does not come without sacrifice, I get it. You want to do this, but you can't be laying up in the beach every week and think it's going to happen. Right? There's some sacrifices. There's some work that needs to be done. Week six. You can't have the vision that God has for your life without the process to get there. There is a process. And I know sometimes we want to bypass that process. Like, God, I see it. Let me get there right now. Right? It's microwave world, 2.5 seconds. Bing, done. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. Week seven, get back to the intended and original state of a life aligned, okay, with God's vision and purpose. So those were the, the seven weeks that Pastor did. Nehemiah's story should be our story. Really should. There are too many people living today for themselves, by themselves, and about themselves, okay? They have pushed God out and have allowed all types of other things in. Distractions, busyness, disappointments. And today is a good day, September 1st, to get back on track. Amen? Amen. So we're going to be discussing 2020 vision. Anybody here has 2020 vision? Ooh, yeah. Who has 2020 vision? Yeah. All right. All of, all of my staff and all my workers, volunteers, put your hands down because already, I've already asked you guys this question. They think they slick. They're like, oh, I know the answer. <laughs> right. Who has 2020 vision? Oh, not, not many of you. All right? Oh, yeah, okay. Rhonda has 2020 vision. That's awesome. All right? Many of you hear 2020 vision, and immediately you think about sight. <laughs> you think about, ooh, I can see real good, right? <laughs> I thought these were cool, so I got them. <laughs> you immediately think about sight. Today, I'm not going to talk to you about sight. I'm talking about vision. Sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. Write that down for yourself. Come on, take some notes up in here. It's going to be some good stuff. Some of you need this. Matter of fact, we all need this. We all need this. Because too many of us are going by what we see. And we're not going by what the Lord is telling us, what our heart sees, the function of the heart. Let me rephrase the question. Instead of asking, does anyone here have 2020 vision? I want to ask you this. Do you have vision for 2020? Oh, Jesus is talking up in here today. We're about to hit 20, and when God showed me that, and my, everybody that's here, all the service, I was upstairs making a copy, minding my own business, and the Holy Spirit just takes me. He says, do you have vision for 2020? I said, oh, we're going into 2020. Do you have vision for 2020? See, oh, I'm gonna, let, me, let me not get ahead of myself. You can tell those who are living for the momentary pleasures of today Versus those living for the greater purposes of tomorrow. Too so many people living just for today. Just leave me comfortable right here. See, that fruit, see, see, the, 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 the opportunities and the things that are coming for tomorrow, they don't just spring up today like, oh, here we are, right? All, you know, all of a sudden, things are just springing out of nowhere. No. See, what you are experiencing today, you planted yesterday. You planted if you planted strife, you're going to get strife. If you planted hate, you're going to get hate. If you planted love, you're going to get love. See, this is how it works. The whole kingdom of God is about sowing and reaping. It's a law. It's a principle. Come on. Most people wait until, the, until New Year, right? Every New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And I'm going to plan now my rest of the year. That, it doesn't work like that. Too late by then. And they give up easily on their dreams because it's not happening fast enough. The goals, the vision, I'm going to lose weight. It ain't happening. It's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in five minutes. Goals and visions and things, those things, those desires, that you have to plan them ahead. You have to get the vision that God has for you. God has a vision for you. And you should be preparing right now for tomorrow because opportunities will come. The question is, will you be ready for the opportunities? Are you ready right now for the opportunities that God has? That's why there's a need for vision. There's a need for vision. Nehemiah's journey teaches us about vision. And this is what the Bible says about it. Ready? Proverbs 29, 18. Now, I'm going to encourage you this morning to write these down. I know some of you can follow on the app, but listen, I'm a I'm, I'm type of person that I learn, I, I love just hearing, but I also write down so I can remember, so I can repeat it, I can go back. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, no, and this is what it means, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained, they're wild. Where there is no vision, when we talk about vision there, no revelation of God and his word. I want to talk to you about revelation of God and his word, vision. Because we all go, yeah, I got dreams, I got goals. This is way past your dreams, your goals, lay them down, and let's get the revelation of what God has. Let's get a revelation of his word. We see this truth today, not only in the world but in Christians that are carnal. What I mean by carnal Christians, they you know, they just they, they don't do, they don't go to the word, they're saved, they love God, but they're just living their lives by what everybody else says. Vision is the source of hope of life. When you are following God's vision for your life, this is what happens. It generates hope in the midst of despair. It generates hope. There's no way that you can know God's word and not have hope. There's no way. Because if I see someone that is hopeless, then I'm going to say there's an absence of God's word. Because God's word brings hope. God's word opens up our understanding. God's word. There are so many people that live their lives even as Christians and everything they say out of their mouths is negative. Negative. I, I, I'll use my my daughter in law for a moment. She's about to give birth. Amen. That's why I didn't travel because I told Pastor, "Say you can go, but my, my grandbaby about to be born. So, and you know how it is, ladies, right? Two weeks before, two weeks after, we ain't traveling, right? And, and I love it because she has learned, and everybody tells her, "Oh, you're a mini Pastor that. Amen. That's right. I taught her well. You know why? Because people will say, oh, are you tired? Just because they see you're pregnant. She's like, I'm not tired. And they look at her. And, 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 and she says, I'm not tired. Do you know what tired means? Tired means weary of mind and state, a state of weariness. She goes, do I need rest? Absolutely. See, see, see how the power of words? That's why I don't let anybody speak no words over me. You guys know me, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I will correct you. Like, no, 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 let's see what that means, right? We just said it. God spoke into existence, and we have the power of speaking life or death. Even if you don't know it, I'm here to tell you today, you have that power to speak. So she'll tell us really quick, nope, I'm not tired. Nope, I am good. I am good. I I need rest, absolutely. I'm going to give birth, yes, but I'm good. Okay, somebody needed that. I wasn't in my notes, but okay. As believers, your life should look and be different. It should. It's impossible to spend time with God and still look the same. Impossible. Let me, let, let me give you an example. You spend time with love. God is love, right? You spend time with love, it's easy to love. You exude love. You spend time with him, he's our hope, he's our provider. Let me tell you, everything everything that you receive from him, it will be easier to exude out, to to give it out. Why? Because you spent time with him. If you're now finding yourself, and and listen, this is just a course correction, you know, um, like Pastor Jose says, if the shoe fits, don't wear it, change it. This is just to point you back, to get back on track. If you find yourself all of a sudden, you're angry a lot, you're cursing, you're not, you're not focused, whatever, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to encourage you, maybe get back to basics. Get back to spending time with God. Get back to staying still. Get back to focus on him and not on the circumstances. Because there, again, there is no way that you can spend time with him and, and, and be in his presence and come back and, and, and not want to give that back to others. And I'm talking to all, even the teens that are here. Everyone. When there's no revelation of God and his word, this is what you find. A little compromise here. A little compromise there. And next thing you know, destruction has come in. And you're standing there asking yourself and wondering, how did I get there? (laughs) How did I get here? Did I get here? Because you opened the door. So there's many people they know about God. They don't know God. That's a big difference. I love spending time with God. I love getting into listen. Pastor Jose was away, and last night I had a worship service all by myself in my bedroom. You could ask my daughter. She was like and, and I do it when Pastor Jose is there too but there's something about being alone cuz I like being alone. See my time with God is at night when everybody's sleeping. Anybody else with me? I know some of you morning people. They amen. God bless you. I am a night person. I can stay up to 11, 12, 1, o'clock. I'm me and Jesus, my my Bible, worship. and sometimes I got to be quiet cuz I was like I want to sleep. Okay, go go sleep. And I'm worshiping God, and I had my windows open, and there was a breeze coming in, and I'm watching, and, and God is speaking to me. And I'm spending time with him. No, I'm not asking him for anything. See, so sometimes we get it twisted that spending time with God is asking God. No, 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 no. See, I wasn't asking him for anything. I just wanted to worship him. I just wanted to praise his holy name. I just wanted to lift my hands right there in my, in my bedroom. I was jumping and screaming. I had a worship service by myself. Not really. And you know what? I correct that. Not by myself. All the angels were with me. <laughs> Woo! Come on. One thing I love about the book of, of Nehemiah, and listen, if you've never read, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Nehemiah kept seeking God. He kept seeking him. See, knowing God sets you free from the limitations of what your eyes can see. And it allows you to enter into the realm where God operates. Oh, man, if you would just enter into that realm, if you would step into that realm where God operates. Whoa, let me tell you, I found that out when I was a teenager. For all you teens, I tell them my story all the time. I was 14, about 14 years old when I got saved. And when I went to church and I saw the power of God, and, and you know, some people get scared of and spooked of all that. So they no need to be scared or spooked. That's God. That's the power. When people fell out in the presence, like, ooh, what's that? I want that. And when the pastor would come and, 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 and people would get up from the wheelchairs, and I was like, I want to do that. And I was a teenager, I would pray that. I would go in my room. I would lock the door. I'd be like, F- Lord, I want to do all that. And I would look in the word, I would read it. And I would practice on people, my friends in school. I'd be like, you're sick? Oh, you're sick? Oh, they were like, get away from me, weirdo. I'm like, no, no, i got to pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you in school. I don't care. I was radical. Anybody radical? I'm radical. <laughs> I don't matter to me, Target, Walmart, wherever you at. I'll go, supermarket, wherever you at. You need prayer, I will pray. I'm not afraid. And I will practice as a teenager, and I will go and lay hands. And let me tell you, I've seen um, demon-possessed people raise up and get out, and the demons leave. I've had people with Achilles tendons heal. I've had people with medical conditions I've laid hands. God has used me greatly. Why? Because I've wanted and sought after him and the gifts that he has. I want to do what God's called me to do. I want to impact this world with God. I want them to, tr- to see the power of God and know, because right now, let me, let me get back. There's, some, there's a couple of, of Christian artists or, or Christian writers, I think you sent it to Pastor Jose, that all of a sudden they're saying that they don't believe in God, that the power of God is not real. I said, I don't know what church they went to, I don't know who they've heard, but come over here to church at the bridge, I'll show you the power of God. I'll show you. That my God is real. That he saves and he heals. And that he's still doing it. What he did yesterday, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. I've seen it with my own eyes. You can't tell me nothing about my God. He's awesome. (laughs) You see, I'm too radical. Anyway. Vision makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. Vision, revelation of God and his word makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. I've seen it. Have you seen it? I want to encourage you. I'm going to be your cheerleader this morning. Because it's time to turn circumstances into opportunities. So many times we're looking at circumstances and we're speaking what the circumstances say, and then that becomes challenges. No, it's time to take that and create an opportunity out of it. Some of you will get this. That's what Nehemiah did. He saw the circumstance, He saw after God, God opened the doors for Nehemiah, and Nehemiah sees the opportunity. That's vision. That's vision. Listen, tomorrow's open door depends on how we handle today's opportunities. Just leave that up for a moment. Write that down. Tomorrow's open doors depends on how we handle today's opportunities. Every day there's an opportunity. Every day there's an opportunity to show God great. Every day there's an opportunity to reach someone. Every day there's an opportunity to speak the truth in love. Every day is an opportunity to love someone, to feed someone, to share with someone. Every single day, do we take those opportunities or are we just living for ourselves? We have to see vision and seize the opportunities when they appear. Do you know that the opportunities and, and, and things that you're going through now—they're building character in you. Many people don't want to build character anymore. It's such a different time now. It's especially like I always tell like I give we give opportunity for people to serve here in the ministry. And you don't have to go through a bunch of hoops. Um, people ask us, how about membership? Show me membership in the Bible. I, I don't, once you are a member of, of the body of Christ and you gave your heart to the Lord, you are a member of the church. You are the part of the body. Okay? So that's why we don't do membership here. And we give you opportunity. Every single one sitting right here, young or old, you have an opportunity that you can serve within the ministry. The question is, do you want to take the opportunity? And in that, I teach people, and, and, and sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, Pastor Annette is coming, because they say I'm strict, right? <laughs> I'm not strict. You know what I am? I'm focused on the task. I'm focused on what God's called us to do. See, and I want to do it all in excellence unto my father. And I want when people walk into these doors that they feel at home. And I want people to understand that they're serving, that you're, att- you're paying attention to you coming in those doors. Because you matter. You are important. It's a difference. Because we're called to love people. Because we're called to serve. See, my Jesus was my example. He did not come to be served, but he served so when you walk through those doors next time and you see, remember, I always tell you guys this. I'm always at the back right there. I'm going to say bye. Some of you run away from me, think I'm going to get in trouble or something. I don't know what it is. Get that mentality out of your mind. We call you. Oh, am I good? No, you're good. We just want love on you. I, I know there's many experiences with other churches. We don't do that here. When you come in, just know this, that, that my team, all my team here, as I, as I direct them, they're here to serve you. They're here to love on you. And we're not the type of pastors, and you can ask anybody in my team. Nobody, nobody needs to sit me or serve me. Or I listen, if a chair needs to be put down, I put down chairs. If if the floor needs to be clean, I'll clean the floors. See, because at the end of the day, I have vision from God. I have a revelation of his word and what he said and what he did. And when I do it, I do it unto my father, who he's my rewarder. <laughs> And there's no greater, no greater reward than looking up and saying, Daddy, did I do well today? And he says, yes, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> so, greater reward to hear those words when I get to heaven. See, because some people, they're storing tre- treasures here. I'm storing my treasures in heaven. Oh, don't look at me strange. My mansion's going to be big. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. The opportunity you're in now is strengthening your character. So many people disqualify themselves. I say that all the time. They try to make a name for themselves. Don't make a name for yourself. See, serve the name that's above every name, and he'll make a name for you. Live to make his name great on this earth. Live to exalt him. They try to do it on their own, or they disconnect. Listen, summertime, a lot of churches go through this, and they say this. People disconnect in the summer. It's almost like I'm taking a vacation from God. I'm taking a vacation from everything, and I never understood that. I never understood that because I don't disconnect from God any time. If I'm on the beach, we're praising him. Come to the beach with us. You'll see. <laughs> If I'm on the lake, if I go away, if I travel anywhere I go, the greater one's on the inside of me, so I can't get away from him. And I don't want to get away from him. I take him everywhere we go. And if the opportunity arises in my vacation, I'm not going to say, well, so I'm on vacation right now. You better handle that. Everywhere I go, I'm a servant of the king. and I want to encourage you to do the same. Do you know where most people are developed? It's in your alone time with him. It's in your alone time. When was the last time that you took alone time? Because alone time prepares you for public time. When was the last time you took time to sit at his feet? When was the last time you took to receive the download, my, my, my girlfriend, one of my best friends, Kathy in, in Florida, she says, man, I got a download from God. I'm like, yeah, what was the download? Share, share with me. And we share with, in, with one another. There's, a, there's a, uh, a, a young man in the Bible called Daniel. You guys know him from Daniel in the lion's den? Let me tell you a little bit about the story of Daniel. Daniel was, um, he was a captive. Uh, the king, you know, when they took over, they took him to Babylon and they they had him captive and all this stuff. And and, and Daniel was a, a young man who, wh- man, he, his family believed in God and they pointed him to the Lord. And his name means God is my judge, so he knew the Lord and his family knew the Lord. And they take him captive and you know God is just using him. And and, and even in that, I was, I was I was as I was learning and reading about Daniel, they would even make all the young men that they would take into the king's court and all that they would teach them their stuff like their worldly stuff and they would teach them they had to learn all this and even through all of that you don't even find anything um bad written about Daniel like he didn't he didn't take on those things even though he went let's pretend like you know he went to a, a worldly school whatever he didn't take those things on he still pointed and believed in God so in Daniel five thirteen through 17 you know, the king is having, a, well, before we go the king is having a party. It's like a 1,000 people. And he has this dream. He's, oh, he sees a vision, a writing on the wall. And, 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 <laughs> and, his, and he don't know. He's trying to get all these people to interpret it. And his mom says, oh, I got some person that can interpret it, Daniel. Right? Because Daniel used to interpret dreams and things like that. So Daniel, five thirteen seventeen. They 17, they, they bring Daniel. So let's read it. So they brought Daniel to the king as he asked. And is your name Daniel? One of the captives, my father, the king, brought here from Judah. I have heard that the spirit of the gods. Now, see, the king don't even know what he's saying because he don't understand spiritual things, right? He said the spirit of the gods, because they believed in gods, right, is in you. And that you understand secrets and are very smart and wise. The wise men and the men of magic were brought to me to read this writing on the wall. And I wanted them to explain to me what it means. But they could not explain it. I have heard that you're able to explain what things mean and that you can find the answer to very hard problems. If you can read this writing on the wall and explain to me what it means, this is what I'll do for you. I'll give you purple robes to wear. I'll put a gold chain around your neck. Then you will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. And I love Daniel's response. Then Daniel answered the king, King Belshazzar, you can keep your gifts for yourself or you can give them to someone else. But I will still read the writing on the wall for you and explain what it means. Now, why I share this with you? Because Daniel had an opportunity to seize the moment. He could have taken the money and run. Well, I'll explain that dream and I'll take all this money. But he didn't. Why? Because the, giving, the gift that he had, the anointing, and the giver of the gift, God, was more important than anything else. See, the gift that was given was for a larger purpose than money. He trusts, his trust was in God. He had a vision and a purpose and understanding of God. See, Daniel made a decision. God is my priority. Most people would have taken, like uh, like I said before, the money and they would have ran. But and sometimes you just gotta bypass the money. See, if you understand God's your source, you ain't concerned about the money. (laughs) I want to ask you today: Is God your priority? Is God your priority? I'm not saying that so you can look at yourself and beat yourself up. I want to course correct. I want you to start. This is a a day to get back on track. Is God your priority. Will you be willing to give up all for God? Because honestly, when you give it up, you're really not giving up anything, honestly. It looks like it. It may sound like it. Your friends may ridicule you about it, but I'm telling you right now, you're not giving up anything. Teens, I'm telling you right now, when, when, when things come your way and this is a new school year that you guys are going to, college students, same thing. There are things that you can't do just because you are a child of the king. You're going to have to give up some things, but it's okay. Make God your priority. If you want to know where you're supposed to go in life, you have to establish a connection with a person who has the assignment for your life. Listen listen to this, Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. When I read that again, I was like, wow, God. There are things that he wants to reveal to you. That's why intimacy and spending time with God is so important. (sighs) Through intimacy, you will receive revelation, knowledge. See, many people approach God's word from what they see and feel instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth directly to your spirit. When you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal truth, you will receive the answers you seek, you will know your purpose, you will see clearly His vision, and through that knowledge, you can speak and direct your life and speak into the lives of others. Ah oh, Come on, chew on that for a moment. Intimacy is important. As the body, see, we're the body. He's the head. Are you connected? Where are you? Where are you? See, I want to be the. See, I want to be like Daniel. I want to be like all of them in the Bible. I, I used to say when I was younger, I want to be like Paul. I want to be radical, right? And I want to be like Daniel. I want to be the one that people come and they say, you know, that Annette, she's very smart, and not smart for, for earthly things. I'm saying she's very smart. She can interpret dreams. She could be. She's a problem solver. Do you want to be a problem solver? Look, at, look, look what they, say, they used to say about Daniel, uh, Daniel 5.12. He's very smart, and he knows many things. He can interpret dreams, explain secrets, and find the answer to very hard problems. How did Daniel receive all that? Through knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. See, these, don't, these things, they just don't show up in your life. You have to be determined and laser-focused in your pursuit of God. He puts, you know, God puts a lot of weight. He he says, listen, choose these things. I'm going to show you right now. We're going to go through four scriptures really fast. Proverbs 8, 10. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. Proverbs 10, 14. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool invites ruin. Proverbs 23, 12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to word of knowledge. And Proverbs twenty fifteen, gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. I don't know about you, but I want to be that rare jewel. Come on, anybody with me? That people come to you for the answers. See, the world should be coming to you for the answers. But if you look like them, they're not going to come to you. And if you speak like them, they're not going to come to you. Why should they? You're acting just like they would act. But my God, where are the people of God that would speak his word, that would say, no, I get what you're saying, honey. But I'm going to tell you what God's word says, and I'm going to help you with that situation and that problem. Because God's word says that you are blessed, that you can walk in health, that he's already created you for all things, that you have the power of God in you if you believe. I mean, I could go on and on. And listen, and don't get mad when they don't receive it. It's all, listen because they're not rejecting you; they're rejecting the God in you. I've had that happen just this week. I tried to tell a family member about something they were ignorant about. It's not that they were they were they were dumb; or they were just ignorant about spiritual things. God showed me, and and that she had no understanding of it. And when I went to, to explain to her, I, got, I went to explain to her and tell her the first thing they uh, first thing out of mouth, "Don't lecture me." Don't lecture me. That's okay. You know what I did? I prayed. I said, God, give her revelation and truth of God's of your word. Now, I'm not saying this is an unbeliever; This is a believer. <laughs> give her understanding of spiritual things. That her eyes may be open to the truth of what you have. And sure enough, by Friday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, morning, no Friday, God has spoken to her heart. She got, see, God, quick. This won't have to take a long time. Quick. God spoke to her heart. She had a change of heart. And she realized and said, I'm going to look into that and found out the truth. That's how our God works. That's how our God works. You will become what you decide. You will become what you decide. I hope your desire is to be that rare jewel. See, because God will never call you to do something without giving you the provision for accomplishing it. And so many people are like, but Pastor Annette, how do we do this? Listen, I want to talk to you about that. Have vision. How do we do this? Start with what you have. You don't have to be big to think big. You need to think great to be big. Write that down for yourself. Put this on your refrigerator. So many people are trying to be, I, I don't have the money. I don't have, the, I don't have the, the connections. But you have the connector of connectors. I don't have the finances, says who? Your bank account. I don't have to be big to think great. Man, I have the greater one on the inside of me. That's why the word should dominate your thought life. Listen, all day long, I'm talking now. I'm not, I'm not just all praying. I'm talking to God all day long. And all day long, he's talking to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm reciting his word over my life. And when a thought comes, I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not what God's word says. See, his word says, and I speak it out. You ever follow me in my car? You th- people are like, that lady is crazy. She ain't talking to herself. See, listen, this is how I live my life. This is a quote I I, I read many, many years ago, and I live with this quote. The power within me is greater than the task ahead of me. The power within me, the greater one that's on the inside of me, is greater than any task. And every time a task comes and seems too hard, or things just don't line up, or I pray, and I say, this too shall pass. God is greater there's a, a specific task assignment for you to accomplish, and no one else can do what God has called you to do. That's why there is no need to compare yourself to anyone. Even the Bible says that. It says not wise. Don't compare yourself amongst yourselves. Don't be jealous. That's not of God. Don't, don't look at, you know, some people, I always say this, people look at me like, oh, you got a nice small church. Uh, who said my church is small? We're the body of Christ. We're big. It's all how you perceive it. I know we're going places. I know what God's called us to do. I know where I'm going. I don't know what you see, but don't don't yuck my yum. I'm going. I'm going where God's taking us. I see us big. I I see your families blessed. I see you guys highly favored and deeply loved. You have to receive that in your, in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, your will, and your emotions. Don't be led by that. Be led by the spirit of God. Listen, Proverbs 18, uh, 16 says this. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. There's greatness on the inside of you. I'm going to share a story. There's this lady called Bette Nesmith. And she had a good secretarial job in Dallas in a bank. And she ran across a problem that interested, uh, she was interested in. Now, I know many of you have been, been there. Have anybody been, in, well, back in college or high school, when you had to type that letter back? Not, not, not computers, not this new age though. I'm talking about you had to type and the typewriter. Anybody used a typewriter before? Come on, let's date ourselves right now. We're all 25, it's all right. Right? And you had to type. And then when you made that one mistake, oh, Jesus and you had that one professor who did not like any mistakes. You had to type that, rip it out, remember, like, start all over. Right? Anybody remember those days? Whew, I remember that. And Beth had some art experience, and she knew artists who worked with oils, and they what they did was they just painted over their errors. So men... men <laughs> What she did was she concocted, she kept that in her mind, and she concocted a fluid, you guys know where I'm going, right, to paint over her typing errors. Before long, all the secretaries in her building were like, can I guess some of that? <laughs> and back then, when she first thought it, it was called mistake out. <laughs> is that good, right? She attempted to sell the product idea to marketing agencies and various companies, including IBM, but they turned her down. Mm. However, secretaries all around kept saying, I need some of your mistake out. And they continued to like her product. Her kitchen became her manufacturing facility. And she started selling it on her own. When Bette and Nesmith sold her Enterprise, the tiny white bottles were earning, check this out, $3.5 million annually. Wow. Oh on, on, on sales of three point, oh, $38 million. The buyer, the person that bought this was the Gillette Company, and the sale price of this little mistake out was $47.5 million. All for a mistake on a paper. You are the answer. You are the answer. Your gift will will make a way for you. You are wired for greatness. Ask the Lord, what's the vision for my life? What's the vision? Let me end with this. How to discover God's vision for your life? spend time reading the word I'm not going to give you any heavy that you don't already know see but the thing is about it's time to do these things read it once, twice, again and again let the word just mull it over roll over in your mind and your spirit allow them to take powerful and personal meaning don't just read it to read it read it to gain that understanding read it to ask the Lord how does this apply to me Number two, ask God to reveal the meaning of specific scriptures to you. Ask him. When was the last time you asked him? James 1.5 says this, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. If I was a 14-year-old little girl, I'm like, God, I want to know this. I used to ask him so many questions. I still do. I ask him questions. What does this mean? How does this apply to me, God? How can I use this, Lord? And sometimes it's right away, and sometimes i got to put it on the shelf, and, but then it comes back. Ask him. Listen is the next one. Listen for God to speak to you. After you've prayed and asked God for wisdom, can I give you a piece of advice? quiet yourself. Yourself. Listen to him to speak. The Bible says in Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. It is in stillness that you can hear God directing you, guiding you, and allowing you to know him and his word better. It's not in the busyness. Remember what he told Martha? He said, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. She's chosen to sit at my feet. When will you choose to sit at his feet? When will you choose that? Listen, I know I, I, can, I can easily get that way. I got work to do. I got piles of paper. I got ministry. I have to call people. I have to, but you know what? There's nothing like sitting at my daddy's feet. There's nothing like it. When I sit at his feet, I just love on him and he loves on me. And when I'm at his feet, the next thing I give him Thanks. <laughs> Giving thanks to the Lord by faith puts your heart in a position to receive from him. This is a a specific word he has just for you. The Bible says in Psalm 104, we don't have it, but it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. When you're sitting at his feet, can you just thank him? Can you just praise him? I don't want anything, Lord, I just want you. Whatever you have for me, Lord, I say yes to you. I've been busy, God. I've been doing, doing, doing. I need to sit here and just receive from you. Let me tell you, you come out so refreshed. It's better than a vacation. I haven't gone on a vacation in a while. and, And Pastor and I, we know the sacrifices. We know. I was even... Given a trip this year, someone came and and said, Pastor, we want I want to give you a trip to go away. And, and and you know, and I said, Yeah, that's great, but right now it's not my time. I can't go right now. What you gave up a trip? Absolutely. And it's a place that I've been wanting to go, Aruba. I've been wanting to. go. I've never been there. I've wanted to go, and it presented itself. I could easily said, Yeah, forget all this. I'm going, but I choose the greater. And that, com- that will come back because I know what God called us to do. And let me tell you something. I can't reveal all now, but you'll, you guys will understand why very soon we gave that up for something greater. <laughs> Put the word you receive in action. Revelation knowledge can open your eyes, but you must take the word and put it into action. James 2.17 says this, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Can you all stand for a moment? Now, I said a lot of things here. Go back and listen to it. But some things you just got to catch from the spirit of God. What is your vision? Just just close your eyes for a moment. What is your vision for 2020? What are you designed? What has God placed in your heart? Where do you see yourself? And if you haven't, then take this moment right now to dream big. I want to take a time right now to speak into your life. Expect more than what you have and more than what you're currently doing. Expect it. No matter how challenging it gets, don't give up, don't back down. Because God has a vision for you. He has a vision for your marriage. Don't give up. Don't give up. He has a vision for your children. Speak only life. Where are those that would speak the word only? He has a work for you to do. It's not just up to the pastors. We are all called to ministry. Would you serve? Would you give back? God's vision for your life is the key to fulfilling your life's purpose. Come on, He's a big God. He has big plans. He uses people with no plans to accomplish His work. (laughs) And it's only after we begin the work by faith that the real plan and vision begins to unfold. When God calls us to work for Him, He equips us to do the work He called us to. You're equipped. There's something that you love to do. There are things that just you gravitate to. Could that that just be the area of your calling? Can you take a moment? Just close your eyes. Can you dream right now? Can you take this day from September 1st and start writing it down? Because the Bible says, make the vision plain. Write it down. Write it down. Write down from today when you go home tonight. Write it down. This is what I envision, God. This is what I see, God. This is what I, I feel in my heart. And then let him unfold it. Don't try to make it happen. Let him make it happen. He's already equipped you. Teens, do you have a vision for this new school year? What are you believing for this school year? Do you believe it's going to be the same like last year? Or are you believing that this year I'm going to excel in that class? I'm going to do more. I'm going to do greater. I'm going to be the top of my class this year. I'm going to represent the king well this year in school. Parents, what are you speaking over your children this year? Are you speaking life? Well, they're going to pass. Are you speaking death? Well, you know, they're just not good in math. They're going to fail again this year. Come on. Where are those that get the secret things of God and you speak them forth? Dream right now. Just take one more moment. Just dream. What can 2020 look like? Where do you see yourself? Hasina, I asked you that question earlier because God spoke to me. He said, it's time to write it and to release them. Those songs that you've been writing, it's time to release them. You will sing them, you will release them, and they will bless many. It's time. What are we dreaming? In this room right now, we have children workers. We need you downstairs. We need you where we're going. I'm going to be bold right now and speak it out, what we need. I did this back at the women's conference. I'm going to do it right now again. We need you. There are some teen workers that we need. There are some connect group leaders that are still here that we need. There are some leaders, some team leaders that we need. There are some missionaries that we need. There are some pastors that we need. Why we need them? It? Because it's a work of the ministry. It's a work for God. Not for me, not for pastor, for God. There are still yet people to worship. There are instruments, instrumentalists that we still need because they're here in the house. We need you. Can you get a vision for this? Can you put everything else aside? Can, can you do what God's called you to do? There are those in the cafe that we need. Can you serve a cup of coffee? Can you, can you, can you greet someone at the door? Can you do it? So that his name will become greater. Can you do what God's called you to do? Can you see yourself excel at your workplace so that they come to you for the answers? Can you see? Can you see with your heart this morning? Father, we thank you. Thank you for vision. Thank you for big dreams. Thank you that we step out of our comfort zones, Lord that we put all the excuses to the side, Lord, that they fall dead. No more excuses of why we can't because you have given us every reason why we can. His name is Jesus. And we could do all that you've created us to do, Lord. And it'll be our honor and our privilege to serve you, Lord, to do the work of the ministry. Because it's one thing and one thing alone, God. Because there's lives that need to be touched. Last night in that vision, the Lord showed me something. I saw Jesus sitting on a mountain. (laughs) And he was looking down. And he was so high up. And the vision that I got, it was like I was sitting with him and he was showing me. And these are the words that I heard. I have so much for my people. But yet my people have listened to the lies of the enemy. And as I watched him and I'm watching him watching, (laughs) it's like he's looking to and fro (laughs) and he's looking with eyes of love because he loves you with an everlasting love he wants to use you and there may be somebody today you don't know Jesus and you don't know you know di- well maybe this may be foreign to you what I'm speaking and i want to give you opportunity to know him, to receive him before you leave here, because he has a plan and a purpose for you. Maybe it's somebody watching. Don't leave here. Don't turn off that. Don't don't disconnect from Facebook without hearing and knowing the truth that God loves you, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, that yeah, you may have been down and out, yeah, the circumstances may have taken you one way, but there's an opportunity right now to receive the greater one. And all it takes, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved according to ten Romans 10, 9 and 10. So with all of us together, so we won't, you won't feel singled out if that's you, You want this and you want Jesus to come into your life and you want him to do something with your life. (laughs) Then it's time to open the door of your heart to him. So repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again for me. This day, Come into my heart. Come into my life and do something with my life, Lord. I have my eyes fixed on you from this day forward and I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. If you prayed that today, then we believe you've received Christ, that he's the greater one on the inside. Expect great things from him. Our Father, this day... As this word went forth, I pray that your people received it on good ground, that it's going to produce much fruit in their lives, and that they're positioned for life, Lord, that they hear you, that they know you, Father, that this will be an intimate relationship with you, and that they're ready and willing to their hands and feet to be used by you for your glory and your honor, Lord. For we don't take this lightly, Jesus. We know what you've called us to. And we want to serve you well. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. God bless.